person on here. It's their first time on here. So, um, you know, you're probably going to put I don't know in a bunch, and that's totally fine. Uh, but I just want to see where everybody's at, okay? So one of um, my uh, most intimidating coaches that I've had over the course of my career uh, really was big on stressing this about not training past the action. So if you're uh, on the call this morning or you watch the replay and you're a brokerage owner, a sales manager, a team leader, a coach, productivity coach, whatever it is, uh, be mindful of that. Because I used to do that. Like we used to have live lunch and learn trainings every single week. And a lot of times I would do three or four in a week because we would have multiple locations. So I would travel to each of those lo these locations to do live trainings. And every week I brought up something new. Every week it was like something new or building off something from the prior week. Never really hit the pause button and said, hey, what did we go over last week? Hey, what have you done since last week? You know, there was no accountability component to the training. So I just want to kind of get my finger on the pulse this morning and see where everybody's at. Okay. Now, the, probably the biggest soapbox that I'm on is the two most important expectations of our consumers. Okay. So you, you guys should, should be or have this ingrained in your brain. It's your business owners. Okay. So you have a small business and the goal of a small business is to earn a profit. The best way to earn a profit is to deliver, deliver on the expectations of your consumers. Okay. So what do our consumers, our buyer, our buyers, our sellers, our investors of real estate, what are their top two primary expectations of real estate agents? And, and these are the, the two traits they seek to hire in a real estate agent. Please put that in the chat now. Don't everybody do it at once because you might break the internet. Todd's still looking for the chat. What in the name of Bush Lights going on here, Todd? Bueller. Bueller. We've got nothing in the chat. Nothing is in the chat. There's not even an I don't know in the chat. Oh. Candace, we can at least count on you for an I don't know. Uh oh, hold on, hold on. All right. I've got some answers. Todd, sorry, I didn't hear the question. <laughs> Dear Lord, Blake, it's worse than we thought. I mean, he can't, he can't hear. We got to give him a hearing aid. They got the blue. My office one. is slow. They're at zero degrees. All right. So here's what I got. Okay. Market experts, market knowledge. Stacy Waters comes in with both answers in the same, um, or both answers to the same question. It's market knowledge and marketing skills. Market knowledge and marketing skills, okay? Um, next question. If I want to be found in, if I want to be found on Google, 
If I want people like typing real estate for sale in, you know, Myrtle Beach or North Carolina or Alabama or wherever we're at, how what is a free, free method by which we can be found in the search engines? Does anybody know? There's more than one answer. I'll accept any of the ones that may be a match. Oh, Candace, you're on fire. Candace is like two for three. How can I get found in the search engines? Todd, Facebook is not the right answer. Golly. What are we going to do with him this morning? Mm. Facebook. <laughs> listen, hey, Todd, you're making an effort. I appreciate that. Okay, so we have, we we didn't get any, We well, we got two right answers. We got blogs and YouTube. Blogs and YouTube. Those are my primaries. All right. Now, has anybody written a blog in the last week? That's going to be a yes or no. Has anybody written a blog in the last week? Yes or no. And then next question is, have you uh, posted a video to your YouTube channel in the last seven days? Yes or no? Have you posted a video to your YouTube channel? Yes or no? Oh, I've got a yes. Melanie with a yes. Look at her. Showing off. Okay. Now, this next question, I only got a couple more questions, then we're going to get into the, the meat and the potatoes. Um. But I would love it. This is going to be one of those challenging questions, okay? That's really going to require you guys to dig deep and be honest and vulnerable here for a second. So if you haven't written a blog or fed your YouTube channel in the last seven days, is there something that you can identify, something that we can target that got in the way? Fear, embarrassment, um, confusion about the assignment. I don't know. Is there some reason that you can give me some obstacle we can identify? If we can identify the problem, is it fear? Is it fear of embarrassment? Is it fear of rejection? What is it? What's getting in the way? What's getting in the way of doing this? Because, uh, okay, good. Todd Baker, lack of knowledge and understanding. All right, perfect. Melanie, no time. Lazy or not enough coffee in the office. Uh, Stacy, I missed the assignment, but I need help with logistics of doing it. Uh, Candace, what Melanie said. All right, I get it. Okay, so one of the other points that I tried to make on these calls from week to week is that it is a process, okay? It is a process. Now, for me, as I am, you know, ending my day, Okay. I tend to reflect on three things, three things that I that like three key priorities that I need to be focused on. Okay. And it can round up to five. And if I hit all five, I know I'm just like, I'm having a stellar day. Like if I had a recruiting conversation, I was negotiating an offer, you know, uh, I took a listing. I got some good, like, phone prospecting in, and I really crushed the content for the day. Like for me, that's a killer day. 
but you know, the negotiating contracts and taking new listings doesn't always happen every day. So my top three daily activities are going to be the prospecting for new business. Okay. Having a conversation or starting a relationship with a potential uh, new uh, recruit and social content. Okay. Valuable, authentic, consistent social content. So those are my top three. I know if I don't hit those top three every day, then my business is losing a little momentum. Okay. So the process that I'm referring to is multifaceted. Okay. The biggest thing, I think if we're truly honest with ourselves, we're lazy around things that scare us. Okay. We are lazy around things that we don't see or we don't understand or we can't guarantee. This is another, this, this is a big one for real estate agents. You know, they want a guarantee that every, every pitch they're thrown, if they don't hit a home run, it's just a huge major disappointment. Mm, right, Toddy? Okay. And so this is an industry where we fail forward. Failure is a part of that process. It's a huge part of the process. Fear is a huge part of that process because fear is what should be navigating us. All right. We know that if something, if we're fearful of something in real estate, there's a really good chance that there is a lot of profit to be made there. A lot of profit. But I understand realtor mindset. And the mindset is that, I have to see it for myself before I believe it. And I have to see a financial reward. Doesn't have to, it's more, it's the most powerful when it's personal. But if I've got a really good friend in the office and she's been telling me that she's been really working over getting, really working on getting over her fear of getting in front of the camera, let's say as an example, you know, doing a guided tour through a new listing or a new team members listing or a new listing of one of our peers in the office. Uh, and I see her make this video and maybe a couple months later, she starts, she comes in the office waving around a closing check. And she goes, these people found me on YouTube and I don't have a YouTube channel. And I see a $5,000 check, a $7,500 check, a $10,000 check. She's waving at my face and I'm going, okay. I think I'll start a YouTube channel now. All right. So it's, it's really, we've got to see at least somebody else that we know, like, and trust succeeding at it. Okay. And we need to see that financial game before we really get bought in. Realtors don't believe without seeing, and it really is most powerful once you experience it. And I know that for myself was true. Okay. All I needed, all I needed to devote time and energy to generating leads, organic lead generation, was I needed a top agent that I looked up to, that I admired. I just needed to hear he or she say it, that I'm generating hundreds of leads for free on the internet and closing them to the tune of a hundred anywhere from a hundred to a thousand homes a year from the internet, I'm that's all I need to hear. And then once I generate my first closing from the internet, then I'm hooked. Then I may go seven days without feeding my YouTube channel. 
I may go seven days without writing a blog, but I understand the cost at that point. Does that make sense? I understand the cost at that point. The, the, the reason I feel like, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason I feel like I get so many or got so many no's in the chat when I was asking whether you have been feeding the internet with fresh baked content every day is because you're just not bought in. There has not been enough evidence to get you there, to get you there mentally over that hump so that you're doing it consistently. Okay. Now you're only going to have that experience of rounding the bases all the way to home plate as the result of a piece of content. If you get consistent with it. Okay. So this is a process of doing, not thinking, not analyzing, but doing. Okay. Um, now for those of you, let's see, what did I get? Yeah, we've got Todd, lack of knowledge and understanding. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Can you identify something specific that you have a lack of understanding around? So is it is it like I have a lack of understanding of how to produce the video? I have a lack of understanding of what to shoot a video about. I have a lack of understanding of once I shoot the video, what I do with it next, that kind of thing. Okay, so like all the above. All right, so here's the point I want to make, okay? I think this is a really, really important point for everybody to hear, okay? Is that if we, we're really not going to move the needle unless we really start working together Okay, and collaborating with each other throughout the week. So from Tuesday to Tuesday, we need to be working with each other in the office. Maybe we need to be scheduling uh, private one-on-ones. This is another thing I, I say um, from week to week, is that the one of the big purposes of this call is to uh, allow you all to self-discover where the gaps are in your knowledge and expertise around these, these key things like market knowledge, marketing skills, you know, uh, the listing marketing checklist, which we'll get back to in a bit. But we're, we're, unless we start engaging with each other between Tuesday and Tuesday, we're not going to move the needle. Cause as you can see, not a whole lot of needles got moved. Like maybe one person uploaded a, a YouTube video. Maybe one person wrote a blog. Um, it's just, it's just not consistent. It's not consistently happening. And so eventually if it doesn't start happening, then you're going to bounce off these calls. You're going to be like, what's the point? I show up every week and my business isn't growing, but there's a key missing ingredient there. Your business isn't growing because you're not doing your, your business isn't growing because you're thinking too much and doing too little. Okay, you got to get over that. All right. Success favors speed. And some of y'all move so stinking slow, it's painful. I mean, I can tell when I'm in an interview with an agent and their brain is firing just as fast as I am. 
that I mean, I can spot these doers. You can feel the doer energy coming off of them. Those agents are successful. So I just partnered with an agent that's been in the business less or less than a year and a half and was one of the top agents at her office before she left to join us. She's just a doer. She just goes out and just does it. Okay. She doesn't think about it. You know, she's not afraid of falling down. She, she knows she can get right back up. And look, just for me personally, I had a recruiting conversation with a new agent this morning, hopefully a potential new team member for Blake this morning. And he's on another team at another brokerage. And he's like, well, what I want to see if the, what's going on in my team is what should be going on. So I started unpacking like the benefits of our team. But what I have noticed in our area <laughs> is that whether you're on a team or not, most agents are lucky if they do one deal a month. Okay. So Blake and I had a closing yesterday that took me from five pendings to four. By the end of the day today, I'll be back up to five. You see that? If you are on a team, this is the point I wanted to make to this agent. If you are on a team and you're not doing at least two deals a month, we have got a major stinking problem with all of the blessings of the current real estate economy that we live in. Can you lock the card? Oh my gosh, what a great time to be alive. All right, so I can go up and sign up for all these referral sites. Like two of the five transactions, two of the five pennings right now I've got are from referral sites. And there's all types of referral sites out there, all types. So some of y'all just need to get in this kind of zone of competence, in this zone of consistent, like, uh, financial stability, right? You need to be earning consistently every single month. Uh, and you should probably start with the referral sites because you're not feeding your YouTube channel and you're not feeding your blog and you're not creating reels and stories and TikToks and YouTube shorts and all this other stuff, you're just blown away by it. So you need to sign up for some referral sites. Okay. There's so many out there and there's so many that charge so many different referral fees. Um, I almost made a post a couple of weeks ago because as the owner of my company, I get notifications when our agents uh, get their op city. So op city is one of these referral sites. It's one of the most expensive referral fees. It's either 30 to 35%. All right. So I hear agents complaining about the 30 to 35% and it, it varies based on the sales price, but I get notified when their referrals get released because they can't stay in touch with them or they can't keep the app updated. They can't keep the service updated of what's going on with their leads. And if you do that, no matter what referral site you're on, they're going to boot you out and they're going to take your leads and you're not going to be able to join again. But yet these are the same agents that I'm seeing, like maybe close one, one a month or that are coming to me and saying, Hey, I need more leads. 
you guys, the market's hot right now. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's been hot. You know, it's not the market. It's just our approach to the market. It's our response to the current market conditions. And we just need to adjust that response based on the conditions. So, I mean, there's just, there's more opportunity. Like when I wake up every day as somebody now who is focused on um, transactions, it's not, what do I do to make money? It's where do I start? Because there's so many ponds to fish in. Which ones do I want to put lines in today? There's always a blog I can write. There's always a YouTube video I can create. There's always content I can edit and cut up into shorter clips for reels and stories. There's all that stuff's always there. There's always a FISBO I can call to get an open house. I mean, there's always an opportunity there, okay? All right, if you got any questions, anybody want to raise their hand, anybody want to throw something in the chat, feel free to do so right now. I'm going to go into... Um, the foundation of the five buckets right now, I'm sorry, the foundation of the listing marketing checklist, which is my five marketing buckets. Okay. So one of the goals here, there's, there are ripple effects that happen. There are all these extra things that come from focusing on mastering lead generation and conversion. One of which is that you become a great listing agent because you know how to create leads from these listings. So you can go into a listing appointment and just look the sellers in the eye and go, I know how to get you found on YouTube. I know how to get you found on uh, Google, Yahoo, Bing, mention all the search engines. I know how to position you to be optimized on Zillow. And I know how to stay in front of people of target or target avatar buyers through consistent, authentic, and valuable social media content. All right, now there's five buckets I focus on. If I'm going into a listing presentation, I'm talking about five marketing buckets, okay? And I'm speaking directly to, I've got five bullet points and I'm speaking directly to the sellers about their number two most important expectation of me, which is marketing skills. Okay, so if you're going into it, let's just say this. If, if you know that the top two expectations of our, our sellers are market knowledge and marketing skills, and you're going into a listening presentation talking about something other than their top two expectations, you're doing it wrong. Okay, the only other thing that you know, number three on that list should be communication. How are you going to communicate with them? How often are you going to communicate with them? Meet them where they are. That's going to really help you in any appointment, whether it's buyers or sellers, meet them where they are. All right. But I know that another major expectations of sellers is for the listing agent they hire. Either the listing agent, a member of their team, or a member of their brokerage shows the listing. Okay? And if I'm executing on the five marketing buckets, then I know I'm going to put people into my CRM, into my sales pipeline, into my sales funnel that I can convert into showings for the seller. 
So what we're talking about here, agents that utilize the five buckets are 4P agents, not 3P agents. That should have been a question I asked earlier when we got started. You know, are you a 3P agent? Are you a 4P agent? Do you know the difference between a 3P agent and a 4P agent? So the 4P just stands for proactive. So if I'm a 4P agent, I want to meet my sellers where they are. Then I'm going to come to this seller appointment with a strong, strong marketing presentation based on the five buckets. And this is easy, right? Because it creates, it creates little, you know, tricks for our minds to help us like organize all this information. All right. So I know when I go into the listing presentation, when you talk about five things, my five marketing buckets, I need to first maybe establish myself as a 4P agent against a 3P agent. Because I can tell you there's a very high likelihood that the person or the couple sitting across the consultation table from you has had a very negative experience with a 3P agent. All right. So when you when you just bring that up, when you talk about the elephant in the room, it's going to resonate with them. They're going, oh, yeah, we know about those. Oh, yeah, we just we dealt with one of those two years ago. OK, great. I'm not one of those. I want to make that very clear. And here's how I'm not. All right. So this also goes back to a concept that we talk about a lot on these weekly calls, which is action benefit commitment. The commitment that we desire, I hope this lawn guy noise isn't too loud for y'all. The commitment we desire from these sellers is for them to sign the, our listing agreement, to pick us, to choose us. That's what we want, okay? So whenever we, I don't care whether we lose, we feel like we get passed over or we lose an opportunity with a buyer or seller, I want you to go back and reflect on what was the benefit? What was the benefit you presented or that you laid out to your prospect in an effort to earn their business? What was it? Was it strong enough? Was it strong enough? When we lose opportunities in the real estate business, we're just really quick to make excuses and place blame. Oh, that person's disloyal. Oh, they suck. I mean, whatever it is. Uh, very seldom do we stop and go, hey, did I make a strong enough case as to why they should do business with me? All right. And what I'm telling you to do, what I'm about to tell you to do is how to make a very strong case of why a seller should pick you to list their property, okay? And I want you to see the bigger picture of this, okay? When we get selected and we deploy the five buckets, then we are opening the floodgates for organic, which means free lead generation. And the bigger picture from that is massive, massive top of mind awareness.
massive. And we don't have to wonder like, I wonder if this is good content. I wonder what I should post today. Oh, I got to deploy my five buckets. I got to get intentional around that. Made that commitment to my seller. That's why they hired me. So I'm going to deploy these suckers. And I'm going to get the business to come in. Any questions so far before I start naming the five buckets? All right. I'm going to, I think it might be beneficial just so everybody, because they're going to have a bunch of people saying, well, I didn't hear that or what's that. I'm just going to type the five marketing buckets in the chat right now. And then we'll start diving into them um, one by one. So like, I want you to be thinking to yourself, Like if you if you if you think about the listing presentation and you're like, I have no idea how to put together a high level listing presentation, you're getting it right now. All right, so number one, I put in portals. That's your Zillow, that's your homes.com, that's your realtor.com. Number two is classified sites. That's going to be Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, uh, locanto.com. I mean, there's a bunch of these uh, classified sites on there. Uh, I've tested out a ton of them and a ton of the new ones. I'm just telling you, I wouldn't waste your time on anything other than Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Uh, number three, that's going to be your social media. That just covers every platform and all the different methods of content creation and distribution that those platforms allow. Um, number four, that's your search engines. That's your Google, Yahoo, Bing. And number five is uh, old school. That's going to be your door knocking, your open houses, uh, things like that. So the other thing that's kind of cool is when you go into a listing appointment, like I'll often tell sellers and, and think about this, guys, this is you can memorize this. You can commit this to memory so you can make eye contact with your seller the whole time and just explain it to them. I like I feel like if you have to look at a piece of paper in a listing appointment, you, you, I'm not hiring you. I'm just not. Whether we're talking about market knowledge or marketing skills, if you got to look at a piece of paper to tell me what the comps are, I ain't hiring you. If you got to look at a piece of paper to tell me what you're going to do to market my house. I ain't hiring you. OK. And if you get hired, you should just, just be so grateful because you shouldn't be hired, in my opinion. Okay? All right. I forgot what I was going to say before I went on that little rant, uh, but I'm sure we'll circle back to it. All right. So any questions about the five buckets? None just jump out at you as you read the list? Okay, so let's just take it from the top, and then I'm watching the chat for you guys to put questions in, okay? So their portals, these, you know, like Zillow, that's where people start their search, okay? So really, the best way you can position yourself on Zillow, and it's crazy that we still have to have this conversation, but guys, we do is the quality of your photos and the quality of your remarks, the quality of the information 
the comprehensiveness of the information you provide. You know, I just can't, have y'all, has anybody ever seen a million dollar listing that had crappy photos and a short listing description, like a two sentences? Cause I sure as heck have. And what we're doing, like Zillow, homes.com, realtor.com, what, what we put on these sites is part of our brand. It comp, it, it, it is a big part of what compromises or comprises rather our brand. So it's a body of work that people follow. So if Stacy is just continually cranking out listings that have stellar photos and stellar remarks, like I can tell she has a deep, deep understanding of her listing, deep knowledge of her listing. That's going to stand out to me on Zillow. You guys think, just think about this. Okay. Everything we deploy on the internet. Okay. As well as how we conduct ourselves in, a, in an open house, how we conduct ourselves at a networking event. It, we're, we're constantly interviewing for potential opportunities to, to assist buyers and sellers and we don't even know it. We don't even know it. We don't even know that we're having, we just think we're having a conversation, but we have no idea that we're actually in an interview. Because somebody's walking into our open house and they're a neighbor that wants to sell their home and they want to see how we conduct ourselves. They want to see how well we know the house. How well do we know our product? How well do we know our market? And if we have to say, I don't know more than we have to say, I know, we're probably going to get disqualified. Just, I'm hoping, just really hope I can one day open y'all's eyes to the, you know, this congruency that can exist in our industry to where we just essentially stop working and start living. There was a, um, a Facebook post that I encountered this morning in my feed from an agent and a female agent. And she was, I think, talking about a recent closing, but she was trying to get her fellow agents to follow her footsteps, to follow her example. And the example is personified or exemplified in her tagline which is make client make friends not clients you can hear that you can hear that in a bunch of different variations you might hear somebody say you know stop chasing leads start chasing relationships i the past several several weeks on these calls have said that the friend zone is the end zone in real estate that our job, we can get paid a ridiculous amount of money for being in the business of making, keeping, fostering, nurturing, deeply valuable relationships. Just being in the friend business. That's what you do. And that should take a great deal of pressure off of you. All right, so portals. Great remarks, great photos. What is a way 
that we can ensure that we have stellar a stellar listing description. And I'll give you a hint. I want to see this in the chat if anybody knows. But this is part of the uh, listing marketing checklist. That's your hint. What can we do to ensure that we have the best, most attractive, most emotionally charged listing description possible? And the hint is that it is on the listing marketing checklist. Somebody cue up the Jeopardy music file. One minute, one minute to answer. Some of y'all should be punching yourselves in the face right now. Uh-oh, oh, Candace. All right, so Candace, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're just not totally right, okay? But you're you're so on the right track with this. But Chat GPT is not on the listing marketing checklist. Blake, what do you got? You better have a good answer. Well, I use them both with the uh, mar the seller marketing interview, but yeah. I, I I into Chat GPT. There you go. All right, so there's there's like the the one two punch, right? That's it. Like that's the like the that's the sweet combination is using the seller marketing questionnaire or one that you come up with, okay? Because there's all types of variations. Like we had, um, or we have a listing coming up where the sellers have never lived in the property. You know, so the listing marketing checklist about you know what's your favorite memories from living in the home and why'd you buy this house? But they didn't buy it. They inherited it. It's part of a trust, whatever. You know, it's same thing if somebody builds something on a piece of land. You know, you need to kind of mix it up. Then we need to talk about, well, how'd you select your floor plan? How'd you select your builder? You know, now that the helm is finished, like, is there, what would you have changed if you had to do it all over again? So you just come up with just unique questions. It doesn't have to be uh, 10 questions. It can be five questions. But you're interviewing your seller. Okay. So now let's take this a little step further. What do you think might be, and there's not just one answer to this, what do you think might be a byproduct of sitting down with your seller and doing, obviously it's going to be most powerful if you can do it face-to-face. -face. Like I would, I would recommend using this as your close for your listing presentation. This is how we're going to end the appointment is an interview and just get it done face-to-face -face right then and there. What might be some dividends that might pay off from a face-to-face -face interview like that? What you think? Anybody? You're probably going to get the listing paperwork signed. You're probably going to get the listing paperwork signed. I know for a fact you're gonna you're gonna stand out. You're gonna be different. I know real estate agents tell me that all the time. How do I stand out in a sea of real estate agents? You know, we I'm sure some of y'all or, or most of y'all have seen the stat, right? That just came out maybe a week or so ago that sixty thousand agents across the U.S. have gotten out of the business year to date. Yeah. I think that stat's probably a month or two old, actually. 
60,000. So 60,000 people likely got out of the industry because they could not stand out. They didn't know how to be different. And the answer to that question could not be more simple. All right, Sarah says you're more memorable and more likely to get a referral 100%. 100%. You're also assuming the sale. You know, people love confidence, man. I don't need any other truth or justification for that when I see an unattractive person married to a very attractive person. And I'm talking about a very unattractive person married to an extremely attractive person. What else? I can tell you that likely the emotional connection that your sellers, your prospective sellers have with this property is likely going to be very similar, if not exact, the exact emotional connection the new buyers have with the property. All right, and what makes people think versus what makes people act. Logic makes people think, emotion makes them act. Mm -hmm. So we can activate buyers for our listings through emotional connection delivered to us by the seller. The other thing I wanna tell you guys very clearly the word sternly comes to mind is that I'm just telling you, just take this as gospel, okay? Sellers want to be included in the marketing process. They want to be included. And they want this to be a partnership. So give them out, give the most qualified salesperson for the listing, give them an opportunity to be a part of the process, to be a part of a very successful process. Okay. Now, the other thing is, is that it gives us back time. It's leverage. So let's just go back to action benefit commitment. We, we, we together, Together, we have laid out several, several benefits for why we're, we've made a very strong case for why we should do this with every single listing we can. And I understand it's, it's not possible for everyone, but for the majority of them, it is. So I feel like we've made a pretty daggum strong case in that benefit category in order for us to personally go, I'm committed to doing that. Now, and just in case you don't have any listings coming up or you don't have any listings that you can retroactively go back and deploy these five buckets, what are your options? If you have zero listings, 
What are the two ponds you need to be fishing in in terms of this uh, five bucket challenge? What are your options? I'll tell you what. I'm sorry. I said, what did I say? I said you had two, you got three. You got three primary options. What are they? Put in the chat. Other agents listings, Stacy Waters. Thank you very much. What else? Todd, you should be all over this one. Todd, you should be all over this one. Mm. Mm. Oh, Todd. Look at that shine. I know. If his head wasn't shows, yeah, Fizbo. There you go, Todd Baker. There you go. All right. Fizbo's new construction and other agents listings app so stinking lootly. Okay. Now, do we need to? How much time we got left? All right, we got 10 minutes left. And we did not get very far in the five portals. But that's good. We need stuff to talk about for next week. And you see, this is why we just can't rely on this being a Tuesday to Tuesday thing. There's just so much to unpack. Like Rome wasn't built in a day, so we need to pick something. Like if you guys have a new construction listing you want to blog on, if you have a FISBO you want to blog on, or if you have another agent's listing or a personal listing you want to blog on, then we should be connecting on that throughout the week. Like after the call, maybe you should text me and go, hey, I got a listing coming up, or I got an agent in my office that said, I can do as many blogs and open houses and videos about her listings as I want. She doesn't give a crap about any of that stuff. She doesn't want to learn. She doesn't care. She's got too much business as it is anyway. She doesn't need to generate any more business. Then that gives us something to get started. Start working on. All right. Any questions anybody wants to put in the chat? I think this was good. I mean, it just really gives me, it, it lets me know. I mean, it, the, the information is starting to kind of stick, but it's still not really there. And once it sticks and it like really gets ingrained, it's game over, y'all. I'm telling you, this game's going to start to slow down. But I'm telling you, I'm not satisfied unless I'm doing, you know, three to five pendings a month. It's just, I am... It's a below average performance, in my opinion. It really is. All right. And we got too many people counting on us, y'all. Too many people counting on us. And number one, I think we got a lot to prove to ourselves. You know, I don't think anybody on this call is like just jumping for joy over the amount of money they have in the bank. And uh, while we're on that, can you believe there's somebody in California right now that has a billion dollar lottery ticket and hasn't claimed it yet? Nobody's come forward. Is that not crazy? 
That's how they get you in taxes. <laughs> All right. What do we got? We got seven minutes. Who's got something they want to talk about in seven minutes? I just really want to say real quick, too. I don't think most people are really – I think you need to do a whole class on chat GBT. I'm enamored with it now. I thought it was kind of a flash-in-the-pan, MySpace-style thing. It's not going to last. And uh, I have been – literally, if you look at uh, Jorge Ochoa's stuff, I wrote his I wrote his whole um, bio on his boomtown in under a minute. I just asked where he's from. Uh, tell me a little bit about your family. I mean, he didn't give me much, right? And then I translated it to Spanish, created nine leads for him on Facebook, and I don't know how to do that. I went and looked at one of your posts, did it, translated it to Spanish, done. That's and got nine. Yeah, and that's and we and that's what that's a great place to end on ChatGPT because we talked about the listing marketing questionnaire and ChatGPT mm. as being the the one two combination, the the knockout it, uh, combination. And not to not to knock on the market air, but I think one of the problems that we've always had with it is I'll ask you and I'll do the interview and go, Jason, why'd you buy this house? And you go, it was cheap. And they go, Jason, why'd you buy this? You know, what do you like about the neighborhood? Uh, I don't really go anywhere. Right. Like the embarrassment of it. Yeah. All I've got to it. I had that in West Blockton, just so you all know. And um, it was a little listing, not a nice town. And uh, I was able to write up almost like a three, four page description that I had to edit down. Uh, and all I said to chat GBT was amazing priced home, West Blockton, great schools, like just. All right, Blake, Blake float, froze up. I mean, I don't know if I'm frozen or if he's frozen or what. Very basic stuff. And it wrote out. Like, all right. So here's the, here's I don't the know what proposition you heard. of chat GBT, because some of y'all might be saying like, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write. I'm not a creative writer. Um, I write on a third grade level, whatever it is. I've heard all the excuses. Um, you get the information from your seller. As you're doing the interview, you can uh, record. Think about this. You can record the interview on your phone. You can plug the interview into otter.ai. Then you could take that otter.ai transcription and plug it into chat GPT and say, hey, take all this information and make it sound like an amazing blog that will attract buyers in, to my listing at 123 Main Street and hit enter and do, 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 it just starts cranking it out. Okay. Under so a certain say, What is it? You can even say like under a hundred words. Yeah. Or as it Blake is, said, in a new, in a different language. Yeah. You know, and why, even if you're not a Spanish speaking agent, why wouldn't you now and then transcribe some of your stuff, especially stuff that talks about low to no money down programs into Spanish? I just had, I mean, I just, that just came through my thick skull. I was like, well, we should be doing that, huh? All right, y'all. We got a lot to pick up for our on next call. But just to recap, what I'm asking you to do, what I'm giving you permission to do is to call, text, email, use my scheduling link, schedule time, give me a project. Let's work on a marketing project together. Let's write that blog. Let's interview that seller. Let's get let's get that Facebook marketplace at up and going. Let's, and then we're going to start having conversations and the conversation is going to lead to clients and the clients are going to lead to closings. All right. I feel like this has been a great call. Uh, probably should have been asking you all to put stuff in the chat. 
for a while now instead of just vocalizing it. But live and learn. See you next week.